0: Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Today's episode of the Prince Kite Fan Pod is brought to you by our Patreon supporters, Abiva, Lena Darling, Lily, Rebecca Baker, Rebecca Davies, and Rebecca Schroeder. Thank you.
1: but it might be like morning for anyone else or afternoon so good day and welcome to episode 34 of prince kai fan pod a marissa meyer book club podcast and i'm back guys (laughs) (laughs) i totally recorded the first episode Yeah, but it was was gone. (laughs) But it it, it went away. It was um, Snap, Crackle, Pop. (laughs) It was Snap, Crackle, Pop. And then I got sick. So I've been dealing with sickness for the last couple, like, week. I think Um, it's been a week. The last episode you were on was episode 30, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So it's been a little while. It's been a little while. You so guys do you want to say who me? you are? I'm Ashley. If you've forgotten, <laughs> I'm Bethany. I'm always yeah. here. Yeah, you know Bethany. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I've been up to is yeah. Sickest. So you missed the last five chapters of Scarlet, <laughs> but you've been reading. But I've been reading them, and it's really sad because have you like, been enjoying them? I have been enjoying them. Yeah. I like Scarlet. Scarlet's a good one. We
0: talked a lot in the second episode of Scarlet about how she might have some anger management issues.
1: Oof, ain't that the damn truth? Me she's, very, she's very violent.
0: She is. <laughs> Punching people in the ear is pretty rough. I really enjoyed the fact that she punched some guy in the ear because oh I think God. the typical stereotype would be to have her slap him across the face but, but no, not she, our girl
1: not our girl no she'd I, be punching she'd be punching and she'd she be packing girls got guns she's got guns and that's my favorite part i think that was yeah. one of my quotes Was that it? was your quote <laughs> she were like because ashley likes guns <laughs> i do like guns i actually i have like the worst news so i took apart my gun and hit a lot hit hid the different components of the gun around the house for um safety reasons Is this where you tell us you accidentally shot John's ass off or something? No, it's even worse. (laughs) My God. I can't find the barrel to the gun. (laughs) That's not worse
0: than shooting
1: your husband
0: in the ass. (laughs) It's worse to me
1: because I can't shoot the gun at all.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. See, so are you one of those people that's like, I'm going to put this in safekeeping so I don't lose it, and then you don't remember that
1: safekeeping yeah, that's exactly what happened. It's somewhere in, in my in my room because I, I, I'm pretty sure I kept it all in either the bathroom and my bedroom. It's somewhere in those two rooms and so I'm going to find it. when it, It'll appear when it happens.
0: I could help you. That's I'm so life. good at finding
1: stuff. Even that
0: I didn't put away.
1: <laughs> I do need you in my life. Yeah.
0: I yeah, I, I Even if I'm not the one that put it away, like Quentin won't be able to find something and I'll be like, when was the last time you had it?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, because you asked that question. Yeah. Like the
0: other day, he was running late for work. I was so frustrated. He was running late for work. I'd already done a little of laundry. Like, it was in the dryer, and he couldn't find a pair of socks. He's like, I just have one sock. What do I do with one sock? And I was like, all right. So I took everything out of the dryer except one sock, and I put one sock in the dryer. I was like, just wait four minutes. Yeah. And I'm in so- our room tidying up, and I open his top dresser drawer, and there's, like, three socks in there. And I was That's like, beautiful. you son of a bitch. He's like, I didn't see that there. I was like, but they're all right here. Like, I have to stand on my tippy toes to even see inside the drawer.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, so my luck is when I lose something, it'll find its way back to me. Some way or another. It's very Luna Lovegood of you. It really is. <laughs> well, so I have a thumb ring, and I bought it at the Ren Fair. The day I bought it, I lost it. My <laughs> friend just texted me two days ago. And said, hey, I found your ring. It was in my driveway. Nice. Things find me. Yes. Because I was like, if it's meant to be, it'll find me again. Yeah. So, yeah. I lose things all the time. (laughs) I
0: actually don't. But I'm a very organized person. Yes, she is. She's Um,
1: ridiculously organized.
0: It's not like OCD level, but like I need to know where things are, you know? Because... If I don't know where it is, I'm one of those people that can't give up. If I'm searching for something, there's no, oh, well, I can't find it. It'll come back. It's I'm not doing anything for the rest of my life until I can find this one thing. Yeah. So I have to be able to know where everything is. I feel that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I understand that 100%. that tunnel
0: tunnel vision. It is. It's tunnel vision. Welcome back to psychotic
1: podcast. (laughs) 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 Tangent Full. Yes. Podcast.
0: <laughs> so real quick, just to let everybody know, the current episode is being recorded ahead of time.
1: Yeah, very ahead So
0: time. if we say anything that's not current event related, I apologize. We're a couple of weeks behind. We're trying to prepare for if you've been listening, you know that Bethany, myself, is about to have surgery and so we've been trying to prepare for uh, giving me a couple of days to Come deal it. with being being asleep because we normally record on Wednesdays and my surgery is on a Monday. Yes. And they said it's I'm so not going to be doing anything for like 48 I'm hours.
1: I'm sure you're not going to be doing anything at all. You're just going to be well, sitting there watching Friends half asleep.
0: Yeah, probably. Friends or How I Met Your Mother. Because those are the two shows like <coughs> I can enjoy when I'm awake, but I don't mind falling asleep too. So. They're like my go-tos or happy endings. Oh, I love happy endings. Yeah, I talked to my doctor today. I went in and met with like five different doctors and had a very stressful morning trying to get paperwork done Mm -hmm. for my husband because I'm too nice. (laughs) But they were talking to me about you have to tell them like how many times you've had anesthesia in your life and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, I get laughing gas every time I go to the dentist. And he was like, for what? And I was like, oh, you know, for like cleanings and stuff. And he's like, no, why do you get laughing gas for a cleaning? I was like, oh, I'm terrified I'm going to have a seizure while they have drills in my mouth and I have panic attacks. And apparently that makes it difficult to do dental work. So they give me Valium and laughing gas.
1: (laughs) Slightly, (laughs) slightly
0: concerning. Yes. Well, they have to put in a nerve blocker, which is basically a giant epidural that's going to go under my shoulder blade.
1: Yeah. Like right
0: here under my Yikes. collarbone and through my shoulder blade. Yikes! And I was like, yeah, I'm going to need to not be aware that you're doing that. I'm going to need I need to I need to be like sleep deprived or something. So they're going to give me an IV and I, I hopefully won't remember anything.
1: <laughs> so I've been under anesthesia quite a few times, but your mention of Valium reminds me of the one time that I've had Valium, which was when I had my eye surgery. Okay, so I, I I have LASIK, which anybody who has glasses, I know quite a few of our listeners are very young, but one day when you grow up and get old enough to get LASIK, I highly recommend it, or PRK, either one, Um, it's one thing you will see. <laughs> Dr. Erlon said he didn't want corrective eye surgery,
0: and I don't want it either. I like my glasses. Also, I'm terrified.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> you can't do dentists, so I get why you wouldn't want to do it. Right, because it's like... Huh? Okay. I can tell you what, what the procedure's like. That's I know like what the is
0: like. I've looked into it. It's terrifying. Everybody go Google it and then come back. <laughs> I, I thought it
1: was really neat. I actually didn't Google it before I went in. Um, okay. I haven't Googled it since because I've lived the I experience. Think, I think you're
0: a much more stable person than I am when it comes to those situations.
1: Uh, they still had to give me
0: Valium. Okay. <laughs> But they didn't have to knock you out and wake no. you up several hours
1: later. No, 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 they didn't have to do that, and they're not allowed to do that anyway. See, I'll never get the surgery then. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're awake the, during the entire time during the entire procedure, but they gave you Valium, and they gave all of us Valium, and then we're like numbed up. You can't feel anything. Why are you awake? I don't know. Okay, I was just curious. <laughs> well, you have to look at the laser, because there's a it, It's a small dot for if you have your cornea, but if they take your when they take your cornea off. Or when they make the flap, the little laser pointer looks like a 25-foot dot, and you have to look at it um, and pay attention to it as it's going. I'm already, about, like, like, uncomfortable. I not you're, like, <laughs> uncomfortable with it. I love I'm already it. uncomfortable, so I'm glad that you were able to handle it so well. Well, so they open up your eyes with this little weird contraption thing in your eyelids, and they spread them open, and then they tape down your eyelashes. Or they tape down your eyelashes first and then spread your eyes open. So, I'm on Valium. Should we put a warning label on this podcast episode? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. But, um, uh, the doctor gets done with it, um, puts my flat back, puts the contact in, and takes the eye contraption, lid eye contraption thing off of me, and goes to take off the tape that's taping my eyelashes off or up, and I just start uncontrollably giggling for, like, five minutes. Oh, my gosh. And I couldn't stop, and I'm just sitting here snorting, because that's what I do when I laugh. But you're not supposed to be moving, I assume. I'm, well, so I'm already done with one eye, and then I'm, we're moving on to the other eye, and I'm just laughing, and I can't stop, and I'm, like, apologizing, saying I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. I just couldn't stop laughing, because it tickled so bad. Yeah. It was the worst, like, tickle feeling ever. So you weren't tubed? No. I'm getting tubed. I have had that. Okay.
0: Though. Was um, that terrifying? No. My parents my parents are nurses and my dad's like, You're making too much of this. They know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, just take a nap. <laughs> um, so the last time I actually was put under was in 2018 when I had my appendix removed right before I came here. Okay, appendixless. I am appendixless. <laughs> I have a not that few it matters. <laughs> no. I have a few organs that are missing. My tonsils and adenoids are out, and that was my other time that I got put under. Okay. And then my wisdom teeth. So I've, I've been put under three times so far. Okay.
0: I got put under for my wisdom teeth, but obviously they don't tube you for that. No, I had an IV. IV. I had an IV and then the gas. And because my face is small, they had to give me the little kid gas <laughs> mask. And the little kid mask smells like sugar, so it keeps kids calm. Yeah. So I basically fell asleep having dreams about, like, cotton candy and cupcakes. <laughs> I feel like that's just your brain anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good for the procedure they're doing because uh, I have a small head, mm-hmm. but I have a big mouth. So they have to examine your mouth yeah. and measure it to see what kind of tube you're going to need. And the bigger the mouth, the easier it'll be to tube you. Yeah. So I had to, like,
1: uh... Yeah, so, yeah, last time I had... Did they give you Valium before, or do you remember, like, walking into the OR and laying down and all that stuff? So I actually, for my my actual surgery, for my appendix surgery, they didn't give me Valium for that. They just put me under. Um, I had to go... It was an emergency surgery. Okay. So... Um, I got automatically put up into the OR, I guess, the prep room, and I think that's the day that they gave me morphine, which was fun. So I was very loopy just in general. Yeah. And nervous, so I get weird when I'm nervous. And um, I just remember them giving me the IV, um, and I've got allergies, so they have this red cap that they're going to give me, and I just... Say I'm in the red cap district as they're putting it on, and I just made all of the nurses laugh. So I'm pretty sure that I was telling just bad puns the entire way down. <laughs> um, so because that's I what I to, do when I'm nervous.
0: I I have to wear a really pretty seizure bracelet because I already have a medical bracelet but I yeah. can't wear it because no. it's made of metal mm-hmm. so I get this really pretty ribbon that says seizures and like big ass letters with exclamation points and red and white lettering Yeah, <laughs> and I have to wear it on both arms and they have to like pad as soon as he was like yeah we'll have to strap you down because they don't want me to have a seizure during the procedure Yeah. so he's like yeah we'll probably have to strap you down and put you in Um, you know they put pads up and I was like you mean like with actual straps, right? He's like, well, they're padded. I was like, yeah, you're going to need to lock- knock me out. He's Ooh. like, okay. I was like, I have a fear of being trapped, and you're going to tie me down. Yeah. Aww. If you want to perform this procedure in a calm way, with everyone in the room being chill, including myself, you're going to need to make sure I'm asleep long before you strap yeah. my arms down. Because <laughs> otherwise thing. I'm going to have a panic attack. Yeah, this is going to be exciting for you. I'm more worried about yeah. everyone who has to work that day and my husband.
1: <laughs> yeah, I to yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm more worried for Quentin. You'll have, che- you have to check on him. I like, will. How yeah. are
1: you hanging in there bud? <laughs>
0: <laughs> which I know my dad's going to be. Yeah. Texting Quentin more cuz he's worried about me. So yeah. someone should check on Quentin. Yeah. I'm sure Lindsay, uh my sister Lindsay will check on Quentin cuz that's her brother. She loves Quentin. <laughs> So I um, think that's a good catch-up. I know you've been gone for a while. It feels like less time than what it is for our, our, our listeners. Because we're a couple episodes ahead right now. so We are, yeah. yes. And our last episode I did with uh, Amy, and that was great. And she and I got to talk a lot about uh, torture. Yay, I can't wait yeah. to hear this one. <laughs> that was what I named the episode. <laughs> There's a song called Torture, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what else is it going to be? Yeah. Uh, there so were some rough chapters last time. It was. Yeah. I remember reading them. <laughs> and you missed us meeting Carswell Thorne. Sure, cool. But we got to meet a new character named Carswell Thorne, and we met a guy named Wolf, and it's we good. met Scarlett's Scarlet. father, who I looked up cra- the definition of crazy. It's perfect, it fits him to a taste. It's exactly how he behaves in that episode. Yes. So let's talk about our fan art Friday, real quick, before we yeah. get started on chapter discussion.
1: So this Fan Art Friday is finally contour and it's pretty much exactly how I pictured, pictured him to look. Real tall, skinny. Yeah, small it's guy. by
0: um, Melinda Hendricks Art on Instagram, who also gave us her rendition of Dr. Erlandt that was wonderful. I really appreciated that one, too. And this... See, I think this is kind of how I picture him. Mm -hmm. I think the facial expression and the face and the neck is perfection. I think his stance, you know, with his arms tucked behind Mm -hmm. his back and everything, I think, you know, it shows how poised he is. It's like kind of almost that's how you guys stand when you're... uh, rest. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So so I think that's perfect. I did picture him a little broad, a little bit more broad in the shoulders, but we're kind of at an angle in this Mm -hmm. picture. So it's... It's hard to tell, but I definitely pictured him tall and he seems tall. Yes. For sure. Like, like long legs. Because his legs are longer than his body. Yeah. So, he's tall. He is. Yeah.
1: yeah. I like it. It was really good art. I like the black and white and the sketch of it. The pencil sketch. Yeah, and I love that it's just him. Mhm. Because it's like... I, lo- I love getting the secondary Yeah, Yeah, I do
0: too. And you know, we've been very lucky. We got Sybil a few months ago. We got... Dr. Erland, finally, from this mm-hmm. artist. That was great. We've got Contour in. So now we need to get some of secondary characters like Emily, her, yes. friend, her friend from the tavern, mm-hmm. and um, maybe Gilles or her dad. <laughs> her
1: know. crazy dad. Emily. There's a character in a movie, and I see it clearly, but I can't tell you what movie it is <laughs> at all, but she's like this waitress. At a diner, and that's all I can tell you. And that's how I picture her. Okay. And she got like dark hair and like real pretty. But Emily has bright blonde hair. I know, but I picture her with dark hair. I, I picture her blonde. with like.
0: I picture her with like bouncy, blonde hair. Okay. Like relatively short. Like well, I guess kind of like my length. Yeah. Yeah, like chin length. John's yeah. hair is
1: bouncy and blonde. Is it bouncy? <laughs> it's bouncy and blonde, and it's getting Well, better. I picture
0: it to be, like, bright blonde. Yeah. John's is more like a dirty blonde. He's a dirty blonde. My sister, sure. Lindsay, has, like, platinum blonde hair. Like, it's mm-hmm. really, really bright. That's what I picture Emily, because they talk okay. about how bright she is as a person. And so that's kind of the vibe I get from her. Bright blue eyes, bright blonde hair. Yeah. Maybe a little on the pale side. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. I kind of have an image in my head. See, that's why I wish I was an artist, because I get images in my head, but there's no way to to share those to with the world. Yeah, same. I just married an artist instead, and I tell him. Yeah. <laughs> we could have him come in and do, like, sketches like they do at police stations. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> he would hate us.
0: <laughs> hey, those people make a lot of money if like, anybody's like, looking for a job. But that's, oh, that's also kind of a terrifying job.
1: Not his me- like his medium at all. No. He <laughs> <laughs> hates but a big thank
0: you to Melinda Hendricks for, for sure. letting us share this. And you can find her at Melinda Hendricks on Instagram. She also has a website, MelindaHendricksArt.com. And now we can finally get into chapter discussion. And it's a good thing that you got to come back now because we finally have Cinder back. We do have Cinder back. Yay. We had a, a little tiny peek at her through Carswell's eyes uh, a couple chapters ago. But yes. we are finally back with Cinder. We missed and, her.
1: Oh, my God. Thorn. Yeah, let's pick... Okay, this guy. Oh, so. Mr. Carswell. Carswell Thorne ID number 0082688359. It's a long ID number. <laughs> Considering the world population is supposed to be pretty small at the moment. Um, My my number that I have to memorize for the military is like 8 to 13 characters long. Okay. So
0: it makes sense. Well, like your social security number is 9. Yeah. And this is, I guess, 10. 10. yeah. The first pretty, two being zeros, but it seems long. The the Social Security number is broken up by little hyphens, so maybe it, yes. seems, longer it
1: seems longer without them. So what else do we know about Carswell Thorne? He was born 22 May 106TE um, in the American Republic, so we finally have an American. FF 437 media hits, reverse chron, which is... We looked it up. It means reverse chronological order.
0: Yes. So this is the reverse chronological order of his accomplishments
1: <laughs> slash <laughs> slash misdeeds. <laughs> Misdemeanors. Misdemeanors. Posted 12 January, 126 TE, ex-AR Air Force cadet. So he didn't even make it all the way in. <laughs> didn't even make it past basic. <laughs> well, uh, so it's a little different because he would be a pilot. So he, uh, assuming that it's the same... As it is now, they don't really go to basic. They kind of do. It's called um, OTS, Officer okay. of Training School. It's like basic, but not really. Carswell Thorne has been convicted and sentenced to a six-year prison sentence at the end of a speedy two-week trial. Dot, dot, dot. Dot. <laughs> I was just thinking, like... I guess that's a speedy trial. The trials that I've gone to, one was a week, and then the other one was half a week. Hold yeah.
0: on. Well, later we find out why he had to go through all these trials, so maybe <laughs> that's why they were saying speedy. Maybe. But we find out he also stole a second-era jade necklace. Yeah, he did. And later in the chapter, we find out he stole a spaceship. Not just any spaceship. No, 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 no. A giant cargo ship that's got to not be easy to walk around with borrowing it (laughs) oh my god that made me laugh so much but yes he i do like the part where she was like he's a real criminal okay like it or not you're a real criminal too my god you're about to escape prison you're pretty much a real criminal too like (laughs) a criminal (laughs) you're a criminal too yeah that was what i wrote in my notes i was like like it or not you're a real criminal a real criminal too (laughs) no
1: no no! you're a criminal cinder
0: (laughs) (laughs) instead of you're a lunar yes instead of you're a lunar and then we i got very big harry potter vibes because we go into like a five paragraph recap
1: oh yeah we do
0: the first like three pages and it was like this with kai a little bit Mm. are like a recap of who cinder is what she's doing why she's there what her situation is why she's trying to break out and it was very reminiscent to me of like harry potter was a very unusual boy for several reasons which they did at the beginning of like every harry potter yes. book just to remind you who harry potter was and what happened in the last book i mean it was so when they actually came out it was a few years and so was this well this one was a year Scarlet came out in 2013, Stender came out in 2012, so it's only been a year. But okay, yeah. Well, it is a very common trope with series to do, like, a slight recap recaps to remind you of where you were. Because, you know, if you leave a TV show for a few months, they do, like, previously on Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> and they do, like, a little clip to remind you of what's happened. They do that on, like, all the HBO series right before they um they do it for netflix now too because mm-hmm. netflix will do like a few episodes and then it's a year later yeah so they'll they'll do like an entire five minute recap of what happened in the last season yep yeah
1: so this is our little recap about cinder so not super fun but i love i love so i <laughs> she goes through does her recap and then she's like i'm still learning how to figure out this stupid gift that i have <laughs> gift is in quotation
0: yes it is yes. She just needs something to focus on, and escape is her only option, so that's what she's focusing on right now, is she's got to figure out how to escape.
1: Ah. Yeah, I did. Okay. Sorry, I just thought, before the episode, Bethany and I were talking about songs, and I was singing, when you said she's got to focus on escaping, I'm singing the Queen song, I want to break free. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. Yes. Um. So she feels bad because she
0: used her powers to take advantage of Thorn. The last time we saw her in Thorn, he was annoying her and she didn't like it. So she was like, please leave me alone. And he went and sat down and she glamored him. So now she's feeling a little bad about glamoring him. And she overheated again from using her glamor, but she didn't pass out this time. Thank God. Yeah. So that's good. That would be a really bad time to pass out. We get more recap and more recap. Okay, here's a weird one. The jail guard moved her cell, but in Cinder, we last saw her being, like, the guard left the door to her cell
1: open. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's a bit of a hole there. A little bit of a hole. Maybe she went outside of her cell and walked up to the guard and was like, I need this cell or something. I need to be moved to blah, blah, blah.
0: Because she has to get to these places somehow, and she has to do it secretively, so Mm -hmm. that would be my only explanation. It also seems like the gift is almost harder not to use than to use because she keeps accidentally using it.
1: Yeah, and that's something that didn't Dr. Erlon mention earlier? Yes, which is why, like,
0: it's really hard for children to control it because it's a natural ability. They have Mm -hmm. trouble turning it
1: on and off. Yeah, I (laughs) I love that Thorne goes off and is like, yeah, I'm Captain Thorne, but my quote from last week, where is it? I'm Captain Carswell Thorne, but usually people just call me Thorne or Captain or Captain Thorne. And then she goes around and is like, so Cadet Thorne, right? It reminded me a lot when we talked, Amy and I talked about it, that, the way he
0: said that reminded me a lot of, you can call me Sin. Durr. Dur. Yeah. yeah. And that was my quote too. Yeah. <laughs> this gave me Harry Potter vibes because he she's like Cadet Thorne and he's like Captain Thorne. And it reminds me of Harry always saying Snape and Dumbledore being like professors to name yes. Harry. So just that slight little correction.
1: Like, just yes, my question. name is Thorne, but it's Captain Thorne. I've done that. Made I've people had... call you Captain? No, made <laughs> people call me Sergeant. Oh, because yeah. Because every once in a while an airman will forget, and they'll be like, hey, Leonard. And I'm like, you mean Sergeant Leonard, right? And they're like, oh my god, ma'am, I'm so sorry. Because they're your... Uh... They're my subordinates. Yeah, and they have but to. I'm like, Alright, now you may continue. <laughs> no, that's a good point
0: though, because that's it's well I guess it's, it's my it's unprofessional mm-hmm. in the terms of
1: of your career field. They've also done Mrs. Leonard, which I'm like I mean you're not wrong. Like but... you are Mrs. Leonard. <laughs> I am but I still
0: get a little like, oh that's me when people say Mrs. Finger.
1: But like if they just say finger, I'm like, Yep, me. But it's the Mrs. <laughs> part. I don't hear that part very often. So for a while, when John was actually active and in the military, people would say Leonard, and we'd both turn around and be like, yeah, what do you need? Because we're both referred to as Lenny. Yeah. And then my unit gave me the nickname of Lenny, so that changed. Oh, okay. So I I was referred to as Lenny, and then... It just makes me think of uh, Lenny and Squiggy. (laughs) Sorry. It's good Do you know who that is? I don't think I do.
0: Oh, okay. What is it from? Laverne and Shirley. It's it's an old show. Mm Mm-mm. But they used to play it on Nick at Night when I was a kid. So
1: yeah, I don't think I watched a lot of Nickelodeon. I watched it, but not. It was like Nick at, at night. night? And I didn't watch it at night. Yeah, but yeah,
0: it. And I mean, it's if you if you want to be called captain, you can be called captain. But it is like a really funny trope. So anyway, she ducks out through the gross urinal wall. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a hole now, so it's a hole now. She made it a hole. And on page fifty three, we finally get a description of what. The captain looks like.
1: <laughs> you um, have to read
0: it. It's... I do. He was still dazed, and though she hated to admit it, he was actually rather attractive. If a girl happened to like that square jaw, bright blue eyes, devilish dimples kind of thing, although he was in desperate need of a haircut and a good shave. Okay, Sender, when was the last time you shaved your legs? You guys have a lot more going on right now. <laughs> hey. Or leg. She like, probably doesn't have to shave like, both of them. <laughs> I was going to say, she only has she, to do one. She only has to do one. But, I and, mean, they've got a lot going on right now. <laughs> and her armpits. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe. Just one armpit. I don't know. Well, yeah, should be no, a- it's both armpits. Okay, yeah. Maybe in this society they give women a little bit more of a break about that stuff. So we get a chance to see what <laughs> Carswell Thorne looks like. And I thought it was weird that she said he had
1: a heavy American accent. That makes me wonder, like... So, in America, they have a bunch of different types of accents. Like, being down here, you can hear the deep southern accent. I never had an accent in my life until
0: I moved down here. And everyone I meet, they're like, your accent's weird. You're not from here, are you? I
1: didn't know I had an accent, but no, I am not. I'm from the Midwest. I have a different accent. You sound normal to me because I'm from the Midwest. Right. And so, John has an accent. Does he? I never noticed it. So, Uh, where's he from? He's from the... Mountains, the Appalachian Mountains in Virginia, so he's okay. got a very country accent. So he's very hillbilly-ish.
0: But there's also accents for northern Midwest, yes, like Minnesota, yes, Minnesota. <laughs> and then there's the the New Jersey accent, yeah,
1: Boston, and then yeah, which is two different ones. And then you also have a Maine accent. I didn't know there was a Maine accent. Yep. I've got two friends from Maine. Um, and you can kind of sometimes you can kind of pick it up when they get really excited. Okay. Then you have that California accent. Being a military brat, I moved around a lot, so whenever we would go to a new place it was fun to hear the different accents and get you used know, to it and then
0: I never pictured him with a southern accent.
1: Not and maybe. as soon
0: as I read that I was like, Well, okay, is that supposed to imply a southern accent? Maybe a Texas because that's even a
1: different one. That's different. Yeah, than that's different stuff. than Southern.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I never pictured him with a southern accent. I actually never pictured him with much of an accent at all. Very maybe generic American. Which maybe that's what's thick about the accent is that it's like very obviously an American accent.
1: Maybe because we are American, we don't. Think yeah, about it.
0: like people who are British but live in the United States, it's a very subtle British accent. Mm-hmm. Like I, I used to work with a girl, and I didn't know she was British. months and then one day she said something and I was like you had a British accent for a second there she's like well I hope so and I was like oh but she lived in the United States for 20 years so it was very subtle at that point whereas you know living in your own culture for a long time and it's the same thing as um, a lot of people have like reverse vertigo when they go back Mm -hmm. to seeing people I get a little bit of an accent when I'm around my the immigrant side of my family because they all roll their R's Mm -hmm. And if I hang out with them too long, sometimes I'll say, you know, like, three instead of three or something, you know?
1: So I spent a weekend when I was down here the first time with a friend's family, and they're all Cajun, and my voice in my head started talking more of a Cajun accent than... And that's again, that's
0: not a Southern
1: accent. No, it's that's a Cajun different. accent. It's very specific. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's great, though, that we get all these different accents in this world. And
1: yeah, that's super They
0: don't say that she has a a French accent, but the audiobooks give Scarlett a very thick French accent. Mm-hmm. We know that Dr. Erland has a very Northeastern European accent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I tried to do a French accent for Gilles. <laughs> it did not sound very good. <laughs> I can't to hear it it's horrible it's basically (laughs) me repeating the dr Erlond accent and being like no i can't do this and becca being like no you should try and me being like no i'm still sounding like dr Erlond. he's got a a heavy american accent whatever that means and he's still kind of arrogant with his with his irresistible charm i do love the part where he like He picks up on what's going on. So I feel like, okay, he's kind of smart because she's like, you know, what does she say? Uh, Your records say you were a cadet when you deserted. He frowned, still puzzled before he brightened and cocked a finger toward her. Port screen in the head? Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's
1: picking up on some stuff. He is. I I like that about him that he's a little observant, a little... He's got situational awareness. He has situational
0: <laughs> awareness, wonderfully said. Good for, and you know, that's a great talent for a crook. Um, I mean, a captain. So <laughs> so the joke, w- the thing we were talking about earlier is that he got in trouble for stealing the um, an American cargo ship from the military. I don't like to think of it as stolen. They have no proof that I didn't plan on giving it back. You're kidding, right? He shrugged. You have no proof either. <laughs> I guess nobody does have proof that he's planning on giving it back. But we can make certain assumptions. that he, Well,
1: I mean, maybe when it breaks down, he'll give it back. Yeah, because then he might need a new one. <laughs> yeah. I love that we get to see the orange light again. Yeah. That's, so yeah. it does work. It does work. It's not just, like, picking up on lunar. Well, lunar we've seen
0: it pick up on lies before, mm-hmm. all the way in the first... Three pages we saw it pick yeah. up on Kai lying. Yeah. so we know it's not just for Lunar. I just like um, that. Just to, it's and it and again it's it's a moment where she's reminding the readers that Cinder has an orange light that mm-hmm. can tell
1: when people are lying. She is seeing the big picture of things as well here. Finally, Finally, you mean yes? Because she asks like that important question: Is the ship traceable?
0: Yes, and that's a very good question. It is a very good question. And he says, "Of course not." Thank God. Right. Right. And again, of course not. If he stole it and he's in jail, but he has ways of getting it. Cause he says, I have a spaceship, mm-hmm. which kind of implies that they could use said spaceship. Mm-hmm. And he says like, I can have you, you know, from here to the stars in two minutes. So it's close. It's close. <laughs> I kind of, she's like, all right, we need to remove your ID chip. Give me your arm. And she holds out the knife. And she's like, are you, don't tell me you're squeamish. Okay, Cinder, he doesn't know you. He doesn't know your surgical skills. And he just saw you remove a urinal panel from a wall. He has a right to be a little grossed out and to ask if it's sterile. Because you could, in fact, hurt him. A little bit. And that's what he says, too. He's like, try not to hit anything important. (laughs) Yeah, it's not necessarily that he's squeamish. If you were a doctor, he might not be worried. But you're some chick that fell out of the sky in his cell, and now you're going to cut out his IV chip. (laughs) A
1: 16-year-old girl. A
0: 16-year-old girl that he thinks is very pretty. Yikes. (laughs) And and he thinks she's pretty when she's angry, which I thought was cute. Because now we're getting, like, it's not just Kai that that thinks she's pretty. Yeah, we see other people. That's a, it's starting to become a a norm. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, she's pretty. It's not just that you know, Kai and Dr. are making jokes about the pretty mechanic. She Mm -hmm. really is an attractive person. So that's good. I like how it mentions that a chip has already been cut out of him. Absolutely. Because we know that he was on the run, at least for a little while. For a little bit. But I do like that he doesn't have any, like, hesitation following orders. Because she's like, you need to give me a boost. And, like, before he even starts telling, like, asking questions, he's already lacing his fingers together, ready to... To yeah. push her up, which is great. Which
1: could be from his military training. Just could saying, be. He knows who's in charge. He knows.
0: I did like the part where she said she was heavier than she looks because <laughs> I had to go to the doctor a lot this week. Yeah. And when you go to the doctor, they weigh you. Yes, they we do weigh you. <laughs> and I went to my doctor and she was like, okay, do you know how tall you are and how much you weigh? I was like, yep, I'm 5'2 and I weigh 160 pounds. And she was like, based on what scale? And I was like, on a weight measurement scale. And she was like, from where? I was like, oh, my house. She was like, yeah, I'm going to need a more accurate scale because you don't weigh 160 pounds. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. My scale at home must be wrong. Maybe I'm thinner than I think I am. I weigh 159 pounds. (laughs) So you are thinner (laughs) than you thought you were. (laughs) But she was shocked because she thought I weighed like 135, 140. And I was like, that Mm -hmm. seems a bit off, but thank you, I guess. Like, normally I would think that that's someone being nice and like vanity, you know, like how you find out someone's age and people are like, oh, you look so young. And it's like, "Mm, are you, do you really believe that? Or are you just making conversation to give me a compliment? But she's about to give me anesthesia. Like she needs to know my exact weight. And she was genuinely concerned that I was lying to her. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's, it's very different here, but it is kind of similar. Mm -hmm. She looks like a very small dainty person, but... As we learned, 36% of her is heavy metal. So, yes. was it 36%? I believe it's 36%. 36.7 or 36.8 mm-hmm. or something. Somewhere between 30 to 40% of her is heavy metal. Yes. So, she's not as small as she looks, or not as uh, lightweight as she might appear.
1: Uh, I, I like that. <laughs> that she's not as lightweight. He, that he grunts. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, she's a cyborg, bro. Yeah. 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 I love the counting that we get referenced to again. She talked. She left herself 32 minutes
0: ago. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the counting is driving her nuts. But they're hopping into the air ducts. And we do get a little bit of an egg hatch here. She is using the blueprints. Mm -hmm. So she did find a way to access the jail blueprints using her... Port
1: screen in the head? Port screen in the head.
0: Which seems like a bit of an oversight on the
1: prison side. Yes. But whatever. It's funny because I... We talked about getting blue uh, blueprints to the palace a while ago.
0: Yes, it was one of your first episodes. Oh I my know. God! Because she was walking around the palace and she needed to get out, and she had pulled up a map of the research wing of the palace in her brain, so she could figure out how to get out without embarrassing herself, which would yes. have been very handy when I was wandering around the hospital for three hours
1: today. I got to tell you, yeah. were you the Kiesler one? Oh, is that the Keesler one? Yeah, that one's just a mess anyway. It's just a mess. I wish I had a map. It would be nice. (laughs) So I looked up, like, I looked up the Harrison County Jail. Nice! our county. Yes. I could not find a blueprint. No, and you should not be able to find a blueprint. But apparently
0: Cinder can't. And you know, she's a mechanic. We have to assume she has some hacking skills. Uh, Perhaps she was able to manipulate the system. But it's still a little sketchy. Mine was, like, a quick... Google search. 30 seconds. Yes, yes, And I mean, it's possible, you know, everything is digitized in this world. And mm -hmm. even in our world, it's getting more and more digitized. And you can go to City Hall and get blueprints of government buildings. But I think that places like prisons are safeguarded from... Should be. Yes, or should be. Let's say should be. Because that is how people break out of prison. Yes. Hence what our lovely chapter devotees are doing. Yeah, they are. So... She's got access to these blueprints. She's using them to get around. And she's like, I'm surprised no one's caught us yet. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised, too, because it's not like y'all are being quiet and stealthy. You're (laughs) dropping tiles out of the sky. You're making all kinds of ruckus. You're arguing back and forth. Like, you're not being even remotely quiet. I know she's barefoot, so at least there's not, like, from her running around. But I have to assume he's wearing shoes, so there's going to be noise from him running around. Like, you know... So they're making all kinds of noise, but somehow they're not caught yet, and we find out it's been at least a couple of hours since she talked to Dr. Erland, Mm -hmm. and she starts having these thoughts to herself that, you know, maybe taking on an accomplice isn't a good idea. How do I get out of this? And she goes, well, I could brainwash him.
1: She could,
0: but she doesn't. But she doesn't. She doesn't want to. Because, no, she wouldn't take advantage of him or anyone. She'd gotten on just fine without any lunar gift before. She would get on just fine now. Okay, but, like, before you were just a mechanic and now you're a fugitive trying to escape the law. I feel like now you need it a lot more than you did as a mechanic. So I know you never had to use it before, but you were never a fugitive before. You need these skills now. Do not toss them aside because, oh, I never needed them before. You have a very different life now. I love
1: this. <laughs> this is this is just me sitting here listening to Bethany rant about but how much. Is that not true? Like of <laughs> it course it's she, she
0: probably doesn't need them very often as a mechanic, but of course she's going to need them as a fugitive trying to escape the queen, the evil, predator. the predator who has eyes all over the world. I mean, like I just, I love her. We love Cinder. I I do. But I got a little frustrated when she was like, I don't need my lunar gift. Bitch, I'm pretty sure you do, because we see in just a few pages, it's the only way you get out. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, y'all would have been caught and tossed back in your cells, pretty much immediately. So anyways, <laughs> she makes a very inaccurate description about not needing her gift. And then 14 feet. So they have to drop down this. Three of me. It's three of you. <laughs> so they have to drop down this storm drain that's 14 yes. feet. And that's th- that actually seems really long when you think of it. It's the height of, of three Ashleys. Which I'm five even,
1: so it's a little so it's a little off. But it's one foot off. It's one foot like my off. head. Let's just cut my head off.
0: One of those. Well, if you think about, um, I'm trying to think of what would be
1: about five feet tall on average for most people. A Dresser, <laughs> yeah. mm, maybe one of those tall dressers. That's about four feet. Okay, so four of those
0: or three of those. Mm-hmm. Um, most cars are about five feet or taller.
1: So yeah, a car. Yeah, because yeah. I still can't wash a car. I mean, on you gotta use one of those hoses. Yeah. yeah, you use the hose and then the scrubby. Like, yeah. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a
0: pretty big drop, and they're talking about dropping down this storm drain fourteen feet, and yes. she's barefoot. Now maybe because I'm clumsy and I easily hurt myself and I bruise like a peach, but that still sounds like you could snap an ankle.
1: You can, unless you know how to actually fall properly. I mean, I guess she could fall on the metal leg and hope for the best. Right. Yeah, but she can still... Well, no, because it's it's up to her knee-ish, isn't it? Is it just the foot? No, it's the foot, but
0: it's also... The, the foot calf. is. It goes all the way up her calf because she has the calf compartment, but the foot is separate because it's a joint and it has to be able to bend and move. Yeah. I was thinking so she, she got
1: both. She could break her... What is this? The, she could break her femur, but femur is the hardest bone to break. So I, it break would be niece. very hard to break her femur. But she could
0: easily break an ankle, and well, the actual metal ankle, and then the knee, the itself, knee, yeah, depending on what the, the integrity and is the there. impact could um, break toe bones too, which are very hard to. Well, I'm feel. saying if
1: she just lands on that one foot, if she just lands on that one foot, then she might. You mean not if miss- she avoids using her her
0: vulnerable human leg? Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, it is the metal leg is much easier, but the the metal leg is just, just as difficult to replace because now she'd have to come up with parts or Mm -hmm. maybe fix it herself if she has tools. So they're talking about trying to jump down 14 feet into a storm drain, which sounds terrifying. Yes. And now he's kind of stupid because he was really smart before. He was like, you need my spaceship. You can't just go north. They'll be able to find you. Don't you think that's what they're going to do? And you have a port screen in your head. I figured all this out. And then he's like, why are we going out the front door? I I wonder why wouldn't we go out the front door when we're escaping jail? Right. <laughs> what that's do you mean? Beautiful. Why aren't we going out the front door? That's.
1: Oh, I thought you were smart, but now we're having a moment here. But <laughs> well, he's. Is he? What is? What color is his hair? Square jaw, bright blue eyes, devilish dimples. Oh, I guess it doesn't say what hair. Maybe color. he's playing blonde.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't. You know, I don't know if we ever get to know what color his hair is. Let's say his blonde is coming out. But that's kind of offensive, stereotyping too. <sighs> Saying the blondes are dumb. You didn't want us to use the word witch. True. To okay. describe someone who was evil and using magical powers. So you can't be like, blondes are all dumb. <laughs> but my husband is. <laughs> okay, but my sister is blonde and she's a mathematical engineer. That's not very dumb. True. True. So, Also, um, I'm not blonde, and I'm stupid all the time, so hair color doesn't necessarily mean too no, much. Necessary. And also, I mean, Beowulf is kind of dumb, and he's got black fur. He's
1: a big baby, though. <laughs> he's a baby. He's
0: the sweetest dog in the world, but he's kind of stupid. Um. Anyways, we're way off topic. So he has a dumb moment.
1: He has his... I was trying to think of a better term. I was going to say lieutenant moment, but... (laughs) That's probably (laughs) offensive, too. Everything's going to be offensive, right? Pretty much.
0: He just had his He has his short circuit moment. He had a glitch. Yes. There we go. We brought it back full circle. (laughs) But I do like this while they're waiting and trying to figure out what to do. We get to hear a little gossip.
1: Oh. Yes, Okay, you can play that person, and I'll play this person. Okay. I didn't see him dancing with her. My sister did said the woman. Her words were coupled with footsteps, then a rolling door being hoisted up on chunky rails. Her dress was soaking wet and wrinkled as a garbage bag. (laughs) (laughs) But why would the emperor
0: dance with a cyborg, said a man. And then for her to go off and attack the Lunar Queen like that? No way. Your sister was seeing things. I bet the girl was just some crazy person who wandered in off the streets, probably bitter over some cyborg injustice. Ugh. yikes what gossip bitter over some cyborg <laughs> injustice like it's such a frilly little thing to get upset about oh yeah you know because like she might have like bitter the comparison i can only think of is like a sale or something okay you know what I mean? How people, like, make fun of girls and say, like, "Oh, was there a shoe sale you missed out on? Uh, like, it kind of sounds like something like that, where he's like, "Oh, some cyborg injustice. No big deal. It does.
1: It's the concept that it doesn't matter. Yeah. When you said sail, I thought of, like, a ship. No. <laughs> <laughs> you meant, like... A clothing
0: sale. I meant like some a place where you would purchase goods or services.
1: <laughs> yeah, <Thank you. laughs> I do.
0: Was very lost for the first. We'll half. go for a really literal definition of the word.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It's it's definitely like it was just something that was trivial. Trivial. Very trivial. Mm-hmm. But Probably. then
0: they, they we start to hear noises from the delivery truck, and she tries to use those noises to drown out the sound of her drill as she mm-hmm. removes the grate. She smashes the camera with her hand, like yes, badass, and as soon as she hops down, the talking stops. Of course. The talking, I think it said something else, the talking silenced. Yes, of course it would. Of course it would. So now she has to figure out how to get away, even though they know that she's there, and she I would never use my lunar gift, Bull Cinder. And it comes up so naturally. Oh yeah, it does. That she is, starts using the gift pretty quickly yeah. for she, someone who three paragraphs ago said I'm not gonna I use I don't it. need my gift to survive. Well you need it to
1: get out of jail at least. She said, Don't move and she thought. Turn around, close your eyes, cover your ears and hum. I love the humming part. Did or, you think of monkeys? No, I thought, I thought of, of monkeys where
0: you cover your eyes, cover your mouth and cover your ears because they have to close their eyes yeah, and turn around so that they're not paying. And they have to hum, which is a sound coming out of their mouth, but it's also supposed to drown out the sound. So I thought yeah. of the picture of the monkey where the eyes are covered, the yeah. mouth is covered, and then the ears are covered.
1: See no evil. Hear no evil, Hear see it. no evil,
0: speak no evil. Yep.
1: I actually thought of the Muff, Muffliato curse. Oh, okay. Where it muffles the <laughs> yeah. sound, but it doesn't
0: remove it. Yes. Okay, good, good, good. That's a great comparison. More Harry Potter stuff in this episode, in this chapter. That was one of John's um,
1: favorite curses.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. So she does end up using her gift to get away, and the burning sensation is back, but it's almost pleasant now. Yes.
1: So she's I wonder if that means it.
0: that she's starting to feel a little bit more comfortable using it and that her body is starting to get used to the rush of bioelectric energy that's running through her.
1: Very normalizing. Yes. I think her body's normalizing. That's finally. a good point. Uh, or a good. <laughs> that's a good
0: word to use. So she's getting much better at her gift. Now tell us and, where I had to go. Well, I love the part where he's like, what are they doing? And she's like, obeying. How coy. And she feels bad, but the thought to release them never crossed her mind. Nope. And then they
1: have to run
0: through the stinky tunnels and sewers.
1: The stench of garbage and mildew.
0: <laughs> That's where you wish you had some Vaseline to put up your nose so you can't smell it anymore.
1: I didn't know that was a thing. I knew oh, that yeah. in my life. <laughs> yeah. I know in my life. Um... You never worked on a farm, have you? No. Yeah, the
0: manure smell will get to you after a while. You put a little Vaseline in your nose, and you don't smell anything. You smell the Vaseline, and that's it. And Vaseline is much more pleasant to smell than manure for four hours a day. Yeah, true. Yeah, true, no. So. <laughs> so anyways, that's our first chapter back with Cinder, and we had four Easter eggs in that chapter. We do have a quote from Becca, even though she's not here. So when she dwelled on that, her entire body had a tendency to seize up, leaving her useless. A good one,
1: it's a good one. What was your quote? My quote was I forced you to do what I wanted you to do, and I shouldn't have. It was abuse of power, and I'm sorry. I like that she apologized for it. She did apologize for it. I like the quote about Thorne. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because I think it's really funny where she's like, he's really attractive. I mean, if you like that sort of thing. The same with Kai, where she was constantly like, I don't like Kai. I'm the only girl immune to his charms. And it's like, we all know she's full of It kind of reminded me of that. So my quote was, if a girl happened to like that square jaw, bright blue eyes, devilish dimple kind of thing. I love it. Yeah. So we're doing song titles as chapters now. And yeah, we I were. came up with The Sweet Escape
1: by Gwen Stefani. And I said, I want to break free by Queen. Yeah, two very different songs and mm-hmm. two very different uh, genres genres of music. <laughs> I want to break free.
0: Yeah, but I like that The Sweet Escape song. That was a good one, too. Um, so, yeah, time to move on to chapter seven real quick. Real quick. Okay, so we start Chapter 7, and we have Kai! We have Kai again! Yay, Kai's back! So this this week we got Cinder back and Kai back, which is very exciting. It is. Now we last saw Kai holding Cinder's foot in the garden and saying, you're even more painful to look at than she is. So our last oh. moments with Kai were pretty heartbreaking. They were heartbreaking. Oh, Kai, but right now we're we're with Emperor Kai. We are with and Emperor he Kai. can't concentrate at work, and he can't oh. sleep, and he can't sleep. I will say, I do this, Okay, where I lay in bed and I can't sleep, and I'm like, well, I'm not being productive in bed, so I'll get up and do stuff.
1: So it that's... It drives
0: my husband nuts. He calls me the night fairy. Cause sometimes he'll go to bed and the house is dirty and he'll wake up and the house is clean, but I'll be in bed cause I can't sleep. Yeah. So I'll be like, well, I might as well do something. So I'll go and I'll do like some chores or something and then I'm fi- I'll am i be like, oh, I'm finally tired and I'll go back to bed. So we went to bed at the same time and as far as he knows, I never left, but the house is randomly clean in the middle of the night. So
1: that's really good hi- sleep hygiene. Oh, okay. I don't know if you know that. I did not know that. That's actually very good sleep hygiene you should continue doing that and that's a very good habit. Oh, it's a habit that's not going anywhere. I'm 30 years old now, so <laughs> it's always been there. Yep. Continue yeah, continue that because, yeah, that's, that's a very good sleep hygiene. What hazard. makes it good sleep hygiene, I wonder? Because you are now not associating the bed with a negative connotation of sitting there um, and tossing and turning. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. I have insomnia, so yes. sometimes I have to get up and leave bed and Thanks. do something else. Um, I've been on the search for the last year for a chair to put in my bedroom, so I okay. can go, go to the chair and dig around on my phone and then go back to bed.
0: So that the two aren't in the same space. Mm. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. So Kai can't sleep. He decides that if he can't sleep, he's gonna go get some work done. I and
1: love his office.
0: Yeah, I was going to mark a note of that, too. It's too extravagant to work in. What does it look like, Ashley? Let's talk about
1: that. Yes. Um. Where does it start?
0: I mean, my office has a unicorn blanket, which was made by Ashley, <sighs> and Harry Potter paintings, and a lava lamp, which was a birthday present from Amy's kids, so thank you to them, and pictures of unicorns, and, uh, oh, that's my Harry Potter medal. Did you see it? I did see is Isn't Bible. that cute? That yeah, is it's from my Harry Potter 5K, so that's fun. Don't forget your books. Like that's Yeah, In my books. I need another bookcase already, but I don't have the money right now, so.
1: It's not very elaborate or fancy. And I'm trying to think about my office. I I think
0: Quentin's office doesn't even have a picture of me in it because he thinks that stuff is silly. I have... He thinks, like, decorating your workspace is just proof that you spent time decorating your workspace and you should have spent that time working in your workspace. So if he sees a desk that's got, like, a lot of decorations, he's like, oh, that's 10 minutes you didn't spend working. So he would have hated my desk when I had a cubicle because it was decorated, but I always did it off the clock. Like, I would do it before my shift started because otherwise I would have gotten in trouble.
1: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But, I'm trying. To, so I've got two different desk space. My, I've got my actual desk space at work, which I do actually have um, three pictures of John, and I have... It's the transition phase from him being in the military to not being in the military so it goes from this clean shaven like short haired john to this raggedy ass looking one. shaggy shaggy yes he looks, he like, looks like he looks
0: like shaggy from scooby-doo complete with like the goatee yes. and he's pretty thin and tall and, yeah. yeah he looks okay. like shaggy in the best way possible he looks like shaggy i you don't look... mean that as an insult
1: no, it's fine. That's no. what he gets
0: called. Around. I really want him to dress up as Shaggy and you to dress up as Scooby for Halloween, because uh, then you could jump into his arms and go, oh, no, or whatever. He will drop me
1: up. <laughs> he can't
0: pick me up. He's skinny, remember? Oh, that, sir. I, just, I mean, Quentin picks me up all the time. Maybe I take it for granted. <laughs> yeah. No, John can't pick.
1: He hasn't been able to pick me. He barely picked me up to get me over the threshold for our wedding. He's never been able to. How
0: long have you guys been married? Five years. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, Yeah. poor John. Hmm. (laughs) He needs to do some push-ups. Anyway. Yes, um, my office at work, and I also have a picture of my friend um, Shallon and her daughter. You don't have a picture of your cats? No, I keep that in my wallet. See, I had a
0: picture, Quentin has a picture of us in his wallet. He does have a picture of the four of us in his wallet. Um, it's like this big and it's a little family portrait of the four of us. It was the first time we ever had professional portraits of the four of us done. But yeah, my cubicle had, it had a little Christmas tree that was like $5 from Target and it always had candy underneath it, like presents, but as candy. I had pictures of my sisters and my dogs and my parents' cats because they were my cats Mm -hmm. when I lived there. And of course my husband. I had quotes. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, I had, like,
1: positive quotes to inspire good moods and stuff, so, yeah. So, my office at home, because I do have my own personal office, it's my room, and John has his own room, and then we have our room. Right, that's that's
0: what we do, too. I have my
1: office, Quentin has an office, and then we share our bedroom.
0: Yeah. Oh, and my room has a canopy. It
1: does have a canopy, don't forget that. Because I'm a princess. You are. (laughs) (laughs) But mine is, like, an explosion of everything that I like. But a lot of the things in that room, because it's my sewing room, has also a dual function. But your room is... Practical. My room is very practical and everything has a purpose. And if I can't use it, it doesn't go in my room. Right. Whereas this room is just extravagant for no reason. Yeah. Three ornate tasseled lanterns were lined up on a red gold ceiling. Red gold ceiling alone is, like, extravagant. (laughs) Actually, yeah, that would make it feel like... Okay. Okay.
0: That would make it feel like you're in some kind of, um...
1: Dungeon. (laughs) That's how I feel. I'm, like, claustrophobic now thinking about it. No. I would think a dungeon is dark and dreary. Red is the color of
0: passion and... But I'm picturing it more like the same red gold that we had at the ball.
1: Okay. So, it's not, like,
0: bright blood red. I wouldn't think of it as a dungeon. I would think of it more as, like, the inside of one of those, like, Faberge eggs.
1: Okay, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, like literal, like, just jewel
0: tones everywhere in an extreme case.
1: Hand-painted with elegant dragons. Very fancy. Holographic fireplace was set into the wall at his left. The sitting area with carved cypress furniture surrounded a miniature bar in the far corner. So you're saying there's alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Silent videos of Kai's mother shimmered from portrait frames by the door, sometimes paired with flashes of Kai growing up and sometimes all three of them. Very, nothing had changed, nothing had changed since his father's death, except the room's owner. And
0: that was almost my quote for this chapter, but I found a better one. But that's a good that was a <laughs> it good, was a good
1: it was a good line, it was a good moment. I really liked that part. It is. I I got the feeling that he was kind of complaining a little bit about how extravagant it was and that's why there's too many distractions. There's too many
0: distractions yeah. And And they say that about spaces that they should be minimalist so that you don't have lots of distractions.
1: My sewing room is just a a cluster.
0: (laughs) I would never be able to get work done in your sewing room because I would want to clean and organize it first. Yeah I can see that. Yeah. Which is something I did for Becca. That's awesome. One of the rooms in her house was bothering me. And she was like, yeah, we're going to use this room to that and do that. But you and I can just hang out in here. And I was like, no, not. I can't just sit in this room. Yeah. So I spent like four hours reorganizing that room for her. That's funny. I was very upset when she and her husband destroyed it within a month. I was like, I'm never coming to your house again. So if you That's do that, right, Becca. Funny. When you're listening to this episode, I'm still sad that all of my hard work was ruined <laughs> by
1: life. I'm normally pretty good about keeping up with it as long as I can get the motivation to do it. Everything does like have its own little place. Right. And everybody has different places for things. Like we've talked about before,
0: if if someone else saw the organization of my bookshelf, they might be like, what the hell is going on here? But it works for me. Yeah. That's you know, yours. like I know where, th- and I mean, it still has like a pattern, but mm-hmm. I-, I know why things are on the same shelf. And why they're,
1: some of the books are sticking out rather than being flush
0: yes because that's the books that i need to read Mm -hmm. that's what
1: that's how i keep track of my to be read pile i just wanted to mention that you know you're the emperor now kai you can um change the damn room change (laughs) rooms like they do at the white house (laughs) i know every time i was thinking that too like he could even get new carpet if he wants
0: (laughs) you can get hardwood floors for all we care well he can get cypress floors to match the (laughs) furniture that's fancy furniture I did want to point out the part where it removed the familiar scent of his father. Yes. That would be very crushing. I, there are several scents that you get attached to in your life. That's why Mm -hmm. we have the olfactory thing. One smell I was really sad and I thought would go away was my parents moved. They left my childhood home. Mm -hmm. Well, my parents are divorced and this is my dad and my bonus mom, but they were in that home for 15 years, and mm-hmm. I lived there for a time. It was my home, too, mm-hmm. and they moved to Florida, and I was like, oh, I'm never going to smell that again. Nope, turns out it followed them. That house smells the same way, so I was very happy about that. And my aunt, my Aunt Robin and Uncle Jim, their house has smelled the same
1: my whole life. Yeah, mine is more of, so I used to, when I was at my last duty station, I actually <laughs> you worked. You said duty.
0: You're
1: an adult. <laughs> <I> don't care. <laughs> Anyways duty duty station <laughs> Bethany cackles over here because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grown ass woman <laughs> my stepdad and I worked in the same building okay and I could smell when he'd come in because he wears cologne a lot and he wears different types of colognes but it just I knew I knew when he would walk into the building almost immediately okay in the hallways and, stuff and that's another
0: smell. thing like it's a smell that belongs to a to specific him. person like my mom and was, it
1: smells like flowers
0: Uh, my mom smokes. Sorry, I love my mom, but she smokes, so she always smells like stale cigarettes, which sucks, because that's not a pleasant smell. Mm -hmm. But it's really heartbreaking, because this room has been bleached so much that all you can smell is the chemicals, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't burned. Thank God it wasn't burned. Well, they burned Chang Sasha's booth, and they burned Peony's clothes, but apparently if you're the emperor, we just toss a little bleach in there. That's weird, right? Um... Obviously, he's the emperor, so he gets special treatment, but you would think they would do a little bit more than bleach, like maybe repaint it and get rid of the furniture or something.
1: I can see why they would burn it, because it would be a quick fix. That's their quick fix for it. Right,
0: where <laughs> this is the emperor. We don't. We need to put more time and effort into him. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's a good point. So Kai is in his office, and he's, you know, distracted by not wanting to work, and everything's so easy for him to be distracted by. Who and is he distracted Well, he sees the foot, because he still has her
1: foot. He still has her foot. Which is kind of gross, because isn't it, like... It's a foot. It's a foot. It's a foot. (laughs) And they
0: talk about how it's covered in, like, grease smudges and stuff. Well, Um, I mean,
1: Cinderella's covered in grease
0: smudges. Yeah. It belonged to her, the pretty young mechanic at the market, the girl who was so easy to talk to, the girl who was so authentic, who didn't pretend to be something she wasn't, or so he thought. <laughs> Ouch. Daggers to the heart, Kai. Ooh. Oof, Kai. That's a big oof. That is a big oof. So she's not a pretty young mechanic anymore because she's she's something else. And he's, you know, wishing he had someone to talk to. But Dr. Erland apparently resigned his post. Well, we kind <laughs> of knew that he was, you know, going to Africa in three minutes. So he must have done quit his job. But PCO. <laughs> yeah. But this made me really sad. That he wanted to talk to someone, and the only people he knew he could, like, the only people in his life he could talk to was Dr. Erland, some medical research guy who he probably doesn't have a very big relationship with. We already know that while they like and trust each other, there's not, like, a big connection there. Or his father's advisor, who he always feels like treats him like a child. Those are the only two people in the entire universe that he could talk to about a personal problem. That is very sad. That is really sad. The life of an emperor is very lonely. Well, so I was was thinking... Maybe that's why he liked talking to Cinder so much. It was someone who's a peer. I mean, not in the sense that, like, they're from the same world, but uh, they're from the same age, and they have, you know, similar uh, thought processes and connections. It's not a superior of his.
1: I also think it's kind of sad that he doesn't have any friends. It's very sad that he doesn't have any friends. Um, It makes me sad, too, that he just doesn't have anybody that he really can talk to. No, it's a
0: very lonely life that he has to live. He can talk to Nancy. He could talk to Nancy. And maybe he did, like, used to talk to Nancy. I could see that. And Mm -hmm. he's really upset right now because, um, well, I was going to talk about something, but you underlined all this about Torrin. Oh, yeah.
1: Just that extra spice about Torrin. Just the reminder that all he cares about is diplomacy and logic. That we know of him. That we and know maybe, of him. Maybe Kai doesn't know a more personal side to him because he's only ever seen him as his father's advisor and now his advisor. And
0: you know, Torrin is the type of person that would separate those two things.
1: Yeah, and he would.
0: He, he is not the type of person that would become friends with people at work. But, they are people that he works with. Friendships that are separate. Like, mm-hmm. he is very much the type of person that would compartmentalize everything
1: yeah it actually reminds me of my friend one of my friends that i used to work with that he's very good at that too but we're friends now so
0: yeah and i mean it's different for everyone but it's very on brand that Mm -hmm. Torin would only be able to do diplomacy and logic with kai and not personal
1: matters of the heart yes (laughs) definitely personal matters Um, of the heart Talk but even,
0: even he can't understand what he was feeling when he thinks about Cinder, because she lied to him. And he wants to know if she... Because she lied about everything. She did. She was lied about absolutely everything. She was cyborg. But it doesn't seem like that's what bothers him. He's no. not repulsed by it. Ooh, I don't know how much of this to read. How much do you guys want to listen to? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, okay. She was cyborg. He couldn't dismiss the memory of her lying at the base of the garden steps, a foot disconnected from her leg a white-hot metal hand having melted away the remnants of a silk glove. Gloves that had been his gift to her. He should have been repulsed by her. Reliving the memory again and again, he tried to be repulsed by the sparking wires and her grime-packed knuckles and the knowledge that she had fake neural receptors taking messages to and from her brain. She was not natural. She was probably a charity case, and he couldn't help but wonder if her family had paid for the operation or if it had been government-funded. He wondered who had taken such pity on her that they'd determined to give her a second life when her human body had been so damaged. He wondered what had caused her body to be that damaged in the first place, or if perhaps she was born disfigured. He wondered and wondered and knew he should have been more disturbed by each unanswered question, but he wasn't. It was not her being cyborg that had curdled his stomach. So, it turns out being Lunar is far worse than being Cyborg. Apparently. And she really needn't have bothered, which we talked about before. Like, maybe she wasn't giving Kai enough credit by constantly yeah. saying that, you know, everything would end as soon as he found out she was Cyborg. I mean, he if that was just it, he might have.
1: Because that would be the worst thing. Uh, uh, that that you would be so sad. She still lied. She did still lie. But the worst thing in his mind is that she's Lunar. Yeah. And, and that's because it's painful for him to see her when she uses her gift. Because
0: she's most intensely beautiful. Yes. Her beauty was painful, which the last thing he said to her was, You're even more painful to look at than she is. So Mm -hmm. he's still reeling and it's only been a few hours for him. So he's still reeling from that. Because for Kai he went to the he became emperor, he gave his speech, he was like, crap, I gotta marry the predator. He shows up to the ball cinder's not there he's trying to you know get information about cinder from her stepfamily. turns out mm-hmm. they're not the best <laughs> he's stuck with the predator he thinks he has to marry her and then the girl of his dream shows up and they dance and they have this wonderful time and then all of a sudden the predator shows up she tries to get cinder to kill herself A chandelier falls cinder runs away after revealing that she's a lunar oh by the way she's a cyborg and here's her foot and now kai can't sleep i wouldn't be able to sleep either that's a lot. That's a lot to process. That's a lot to process, and it's been like what, 14 hours. I feel like you're you're his brain right now. That is his brain right now. It's like it's it's horrible to try and think through all of that. I don't think that he can, and I'm not. I am not even remotely surprised by that because I would also be
1: confused and a little yeah. bit traumatized. I think. And I I also have to mention that he he wonders how many times that she actually was. She glamoured him. Like, we know that she doesn't ever want to use her glamour. We also know that she never did on him. And she never did, other than that one time at the ball where she glamoured everyone.
0: Yes, but she never made him do anything. She Mm -hmm. never forced him to like her or anything like that. And I wondered about that, too, because he was very aware when Lavanna was glamouring him. Yes. He could feel the difference. But... If he thought that Cinder had been glaring him, wouldn't he be trying to think back to their positive interactions and trying to wonder, like, you know, did I feel that way? Or because he was expecting it from Levana, it was a little bit more obvious. And he knew he didn't feel that way about Lavana, so he knew that she made him. Yeah. Whereas Cinder, he just met a pretty girl at the market. So as far as he's concerned, she could have been manipulating him since that very first interaction. So yeah. he wouldn't know what was or was not authentic with her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, that's terrifying to think of. Because he yes. I, I mean we talked about it a lot. He's, pra, he's pretty much he's very taken with her. He's a lovesick teenager as Torrin he, said.
1: He is a lovesick teenager. Yeah. And yeah I mean I would go back and look at all my memories and yeah, see that as well. I would too.
0: And He says, like, well, whatever. I'll just put it out of my mind. She's not my concern anymore. Well, there's two reasons why she is your concern. One, you're obviously hung up on her, which sucks, but it's true. And two, you don't know it, but she's the princess you've been desperately searching for. (laughs) (laughs) That part's big.
1: You're fated to be around her, brother. Yes.
0: He says that she was his last bargaining tip. And it's like, well, at she, least she was useful, I guess. But he says it won't keep Levana calm for long. It won't. And she hasn't signed that peace treaty yet. No, she hasn't signed the peace treaty. So it, it definitely hasn't placated her at all. But Torren's back and he brings a friend. Yeah, he does.
1: Hui DeShell. Yeah. Which is, I, I have to say, Marissa Meyer, you did a very good job. Huey Deschel sounds like a national security guy. It does. Yeah. Like, yeah. no yeah. lie.
0: <laughs> I also really had a hard time with this one because it said that it looked like they got up in a hurry and they were so disheveled. I can't picture Torrin as disheveled. I just can't. Even in the middle of the night, even when he's in a hurry, even when it's 622 in the morning, I got a feeling that guy just knows how to comb and go really fast kind of thing.
1: Maybe his tie was a little askew. Maybe it was disheveled
0: for Torrin. But I have a feeling that Disheveled for Torrin is still quite a bit higher than most people's appearance level. Yeah, definitely not like
1: you're going to Walmart outfit.
0: No, it's (laughs) the Walmart versus Target. There are things you'll wear. There are things that it's socially acceptable to wear when you walk around Walmart, Mm -hmm. and it's not socially acceptable to wear those things when you walk around Target. (laughs) Definitely. Love it. (laughs) So we get to meet the head of security because there's a breach of security because there's been a jailbreak. I wonder who it could be. Forty eight minutes ago, there was a jailbreak. The lunar fugitive. Okay, she has a name. <gasps> it makes me sad. I think they do it intentionally. I think they're purposefully trying to help Kai separate the mechanic that he had a crush on with the lunar fugitive. Yes. Because Torin did this a lot in the last chapter too, or in the last book too. Mm-hmm. The lunar fugitive, the mechanic. They're mm-hmm. trying to separate it, giving her a name, giving her an identity that's a much different complication for him.
1: They they're doing that and they're dehumanizing her.
0: That's exactly the word I couldn't think of but you just used. So kiss your brain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good job yes, brain. De-
0: No, that's perfect. They're dehumanizing her. And I love that they go into her cell and she left behind her old foot, her old hand, and her ID chip. And then in my notes I wrote and her life. Oh, uh, cuz she left behind her old life. This is a completely really- new life for
1: her. Yeah. On the run. On the road again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would have been a great one, too. Yes. Maybe later. Maybe, maybe in a, later. Maybe in a future chapter
0: we can use that one. <laughs> the whole song thing, I think, is going to open a lot of doors for chapter titles. We I might do so. that for the rest of the series, I think.
1: It's fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I like it. And plus, we can come up with
0: extra ones because of that. So. Yeah. But he wants to know why she left her hand. Because as far as he knows, now she's let down one foot and a hand. Well, she left behind her old foot. Well, I think it's
1: her
0: so, calf, right? Not her foot? No, is he has her, her foot. Oh. Well, no, so he has her foot, and in her cell, they found her hand and her ID chip. Okay. So as far as Kai knows, she's down one hand and one foot, but she's um, a fugitive. You gotta picture this from Kai's perspective. How the f*** did she get anywhere missing a hand and a foot? Okay, maybe the hand... But a foot is really comical. It's very comical <laughs> to think about her like Tink. she'd have to be like on all fours basically. I mean, or yeah. running around on the nub of the tentacle wires or whatever. They she's hopping
1: it. everywhere. She must
0: be. <laughs> she must. She's got like a makeshift crutch from a large stick oh, in the yard God. or something. So it's apparently been 48 minutes since Cinder Ugh. and Thorn. Escape so hopefully they got away in time. Yeah, hopefully because it turns out all those alarms did go off.
1: I I underlined. I would advise you to deploy military reinforcements to track down and recover the fugitives. I love this because I'm in the military and I know that we're sometimes absolute garbage. Yeah, there's home. um I was gonna say this is totally Contorin.
0: This is so Torin's response. Like yeah. we need to make it as obvious as possible that you do not support her, mm-hmm. that you are not affiliated with her, that you had absolutely nothing to do with her escape, and that you are willing to do anything and everything to return her safely. And con like, and that's Torin. Torin is like, dude, the best possible thing you can do right now is deploy the military. We really need the military? And the, I love his reaction is I would advise you to deploy military reinforcements to drag down and recover the fugitives. And he's like, the military, really? And Torin spoke slowly. It is in your best interest to do everything in your power to recover her. Yes. Wink, wink. You're going to be super suspicious if bitch gets away. Yeah. because yeah. And I agree. That's totally... That's And that's what Torin is for. Yes. He's the advisor. He's the advisor. And this is where he's giving advice. And very good advice. Very,
1: very, very good, good advice.
0: she got to make it look like he's not helping her and he's not turning a blind eye. And Kai is also looking at the big picture. Which... We talked about in the last book, Kai making almost a seamless and immediate transition from Prince who doesn't want to be an emperor who has to be, like with mm-hmm. his speech and the way he handled the Cinder the situation at the ball and the way he handled the Levana situation at the ball mm-hmm. and now here as well. He doesn't want to, but he sees the big picture. He does. You're right. We do need military enforcement. So let's get
1: that going. Yep. And he asks another Important question in all of this. Who's the other fugitive? Figure out who who this other person is. Who
0: this other person is. And then it's a boy.
1: (laughs) It's a boy. (laughs) And it
0: turns out he's not dangerous. But Kai couldn't help but notice he was an arguably good looking. (laughs) Alright. Maybe worry about about something else before you start thinking she's got a new boyfriend.
1: (laughs) She's just using him for his cargo ship. Right? But yes, they... He does give that order to send in the troops. <laughs> He's kind of letting Torin make the decisions
0: here, which I think is also good. It is because because again, Torin is a secondary per like. Torin is less res- removed from the situation, mm-hmm. but like we said, he can separate. He can compartmentalize. Yes. And Your Majesty, we need to make a decision. Do you grant permission to send in military reinforcements to secure the fugitive? Yes, of course. If that's what you think the situation requires. Yep. Uh, he uh, That's good. That's, that's good. He acknowledges that while he's a little hesitant, he knows that if Torrin thinks that's what the situation requires, then that's what we're going to do. Yep. He's showing good leadership. He's showing good leadership, and like he said, it's the bigger picture. It is the bigger he's picture. A, he's respectfully acknowledging that the person standing next to him has just as much of a say in what's going on as he does, and perhaps more experience to divulge about it and he's allowing that to help make his decision you without any biases yep you took the words right out of my mouth awesome <laughs> there was a moment where he hesitated and he wanted to say wait but
1: it's it's too late kai too late kai they already went it's what's best for the commonwealth it is what's best and that's that's the most important thing but that last line oof, oof. <laughs> this was we'll just go ahead and
0: say it now. This was my quote and Ashley's quote for good reason. Knowing it was wrong, he couldn't help but wish that wherever Cinder had gone, they would never find her. Yep. Oof. Me too, Boo. Me too. <laughs> so this chapter had um one, two, three four. four Easter eggs. And two gloves. The return of the glove. <laughs> the return of the glove. <laughs> the return of the glove. Yes, the gloves. So let's talk about some chapter titles. I came up with A Fool in Love by Ike and Tina Turner. I'd Stop the World and Melt with You by Modern English. And you came up with Rambling Man by the Allman Allman
1: Brothers. The Allman Brothers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think my favorite one is A Fool in Love. Because he does call himself a fool. He's clearly trying to figure everything out. That's a good one. Yeah. And like, Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lots of yay. <laughs> well, I like Rambling Man,
0: but he's not rambling.
1: I feel like he's, he's rambling in his head and then he's he gets... rambling in
0: his head, but he's capable of expressing himself and taking can control the situation. Like you said, he's showing good leadership skills. Yes. So he's he's kind of in the middle of Rambling Man and a fool in love. I just thought about He's it. a Rambling
1: in Love. He's a rambling in love. Um in the beginning of the chapter he's talking about how he needs a distraction. And he gets his distraction to be able to focus back on the work.
0: Yeah, the distraction still involves Cinder, though. But, I mean, yeah, so, <laughs> still involves his Not growth. as much of a distraction as I'm sure he'd like. And Becca's quote was, the world turned over. It did. It did indeed it turn over. So this week we had eight Easter eggs and two gloves and no tomatoes. Yep. And like I said, this episode is being recorded ahead of time, so I apologize if it's a little off kills her with current events but hopefully the next time we come back we'll be a little bit closer to the dates that you're listening to it and the next episode we're going to cover
1: just chapter eight by itself don't forget to follow us on instagram facebook what else is there twitter twitter rate review and subscribe
0: Rate, review, and check out our patreon www.patreon.com slash prince kai fan pod super simple and remember, if you join our Patreon, you'll get to see what those eight Easter eggs are. <laughs> and talk about them, too. And yeah. talk about them, too, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So, And hopefully Becca will be back with us next time as I well. I hope so. Yeah. All three of us. And I'm probably not going to be sick. Bethany's going to have a bionic shoulder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish. It's just going to have a couple screws and plates in it. I am going to have a super stylish uh, sling, though. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Is they it... make really fancy slings where you can get, like, designs and stuff on them. I was going to ask if you and got... I was, I was thinking about it, but they're really pricey.
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to going to see what they give me for free first. If not, we might be able to take it off and, like, just, like, sew some unicorn fabric on top of I it. I am friends with a
0: seamstress. Yeah, I wonder who that also, is. Also, you could make it soft because the ones that they have are, like, a mesh, and they tear, the, they tear up your clothes really bad from okay, the rubbing. Yeah. So, yeah, if I can't find a good one, maybe I, I will... inquire your assistance for sure before i forget i'm so sorry i almost forgot to mention our lovely logo artist angela wong also does commissions so check her out on instagram and message her if you are interested in any of her work or working with her to um, purchase any of her artwork yes i can't believe i almost forgot that i'm so sorry Angela.
1: support starving artists please support them i'm married to one He's not starving, and neither is Angela. He is not starving.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But support artwork and support artists and show your appreciation, which is why we try to, which is why we always make sure that we give credit on as many platforms as possible and vocally, because, and verbally, I mean, because it's important to acknowledge the work that belongs to that person and who belongs to it. Hell yeah. Yeah. So
1: until next time. Until next time.
0: I'm still trying to think of a good sign off phrase for us. Uh. <laughs> well, like, okay, so part of our list, they say wizard on.
1: Yeah.
0: One of the Twilight podcasts I listen to they say until next time don't get bitten, which I'll is so it. funny. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I we still need to come up with like a, a TLC themed sign off phrase. Don't escape. Don't get glamored. What That's do you think? We can try it out. Yeah. How we okay. feel about it? Okay. So, bye from Bethany and bye from Ashley. Bye from me. <laughs> And uh, until next time, don't get glamoured. Yep, don't get glamoured. (laughs) We'll see if everybody likes that or not. Bye, guys. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Scarlet by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Ashley Leonard. The logo art was created by Angela Wong on Instagram. Thank you for listening.